lightly. Uh, Pastor Terry and Sister Penny, we've known for quite some time. We've watched one another's children grow up. We've prayed together. We've cried together. We've done a lot of things together. And it's an honor to be here with you today. We're going to look in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. How many of y'all brought the Holy Ghost with you tonight? Amen. How many brought Jesus with you tonight? Amen. Amen. How many of y'all praying for me tonight? Amen. Now listen, some of y'all was here praying for Felicia on Monday night. Y'all better pray for me like y'all prayed for her. Because I couldn't wear them shoes that she borrowed from Penny. And my foot wouldn't fit in them. Amen. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. So for we walk by faith and not by sight. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We ask you to hide your servant behind the cross. Lord, we ask you to open up the floodgates of heaven and let the anointing flow. Father, we just come to give you praise, to give you honor, and to give you glory. In the name above all names, at the name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. I come tonight to give you a message that we are moved by what we believe. I said we are moved by what we believe. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what I feel. I am only moved by the word of God and the Holy Spirit. I said I'm only going to be moved by the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Smith Wigglesworth coined this phrase. He said, I am moved by what I believe. Moved by what I believe. Think about it for a moment. The question that comes to mind is exactly what do you believe? Because whatever it is that you put your belief system in, whatever it is you're truly believing, come on, on, that's what's going to move you. I said, that's what's going to move you. Amen. Some of us need to get the attitude tonight that we're no longer being moved by what we see. Our eyes can lie to us. They can play tricks. Amen. Make us see things that ain't even happening. Our ears can hear whispers that ain't even there. You know, the devil can whisper in your ear and make you think it's it's the truth. Listen, we need to get to the point where we don't trust our own eyes. We don't trust our ears. We don't trust how we feel. We can only trust the Word of God. We can only trust the Holy Spirit tonight, church. Listen, you and I are living in the last days of the last days. I believe on God's timetable and on His clock, we're living in the last seconds. The old folks used to tell me growing up, they would say, the older you get, the faster it goes. I used to look at my uncle thinking, oh, he's just, a, he's just an old fella, you know. That's just one of them old wives things, you know. Because when you're a kid, it takes forever for Christmas to show up. But now that I've gotten up to his age or what he was, I begin to understand what he was talking about. Because the older you get, the faster it goes. But I'm going to tell you on God's timetable, the, the sand and the hourglass is almost gone. There's only a little bit more time left. And I'm going to tell you, church, God's about to wind this thing. Honey, you better turn me down. I'm going to blow somebody's ears out. I believe in healing. We'll pray for you healing. But go ahead and turn me down a little bit. Amen. On God's timetable, mm, the time is almost up. 
And you and I are living in a time when people are lying to us. We can't trust the news. We can't trust the media. We can't trust what we're hearing. We can't trust Facebook. Come on. We can't trust the Channel 2 News, the Channel 5 News, the Channel 6, whatever y'all got up here in Tennessee. We can't trust it anymore. We can't even trust how we feel. We can only trust the Word of God. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm not going to be moved by what I hear. And I'm not going to be moved by what I feel. I choose to be moved by the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit. Or I'm going to walk by faith and I'm not going to walk by sight. Come on, church. Listen, we got to stop focusing on our problems in our life. we got to start focusing on our sicknesses. Listen, the sickness in your body most of the time is a lying symptom. There's people out there in pain. Ain't nothing wrong with them. Just a lying devil got a hold of them, trying to make them feel sick. And then trying to talk them into being sick. Listen, I learned a long time ago, I was healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. By His stripes, I am healed. That's what the Word of God says. It don't matter what I feel like. It don't matter what the pain in my body is saying. It don't matter if I got a pain in my chest. I just lay hands on myself and say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. When my knee starts hurting, I start talking to it. I knocked my knee out playing football when I was a kid. And, and every now and then, you know, you get that little twitch. And, and, and I was looked down and I said, why are you hurting? I didn't kick you. I didn't hit you with a hammer. You ain't got no reason to be hurt. I seek in the name of Jesus. I see Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus, stop the pain right now. And the pain to go. I'm telling you, we got to start walking by faith instead of walking by feelings. We got to start walking by faith instead of walking by emotion. Come on. We got to start walking by faith instead of walking by everything else that's coming our way. We got to stop listening to the world's problems. We got to stop listening to the bad reports from the doctor, the lawyers, the jobs, the news media, and even the family members. Come on. All praise God, sister. I'm rejoicing with you today. My God, what kind of revival we got going on in this place? People getting filled with the Holy Ghost. People getting healed of heart disease. Come on. People getting their back healed. Amen. And children are coming home. Hallelujah. Praise God. Only my God can do something like that, Brother Terry. Mm. I'm telling you, church, we got to start looking for the way maker. We got to start looking for the provider. We got to start looking for the one that can part the Red Sea. Come on, church. We got to start looking for the one, come on, that hung the stars in the sky. We got to start looking for the one that told the ocean where to stop. Tell me what the Word of God has got to say because that's the only thing that matters. Come on. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Listen, you can't get enough Word because you can't get enough faith. I tell my church and I tell you, you need to be in this place every time the doors are open. You ought to be aggravating your pastor knocking on his door to pastors. Say, you need to get to the house of God. church we need more church 
We don't need less word. We need more word. Because more word comes more faith. Come on. And more faith produces more miracles. Mm. I couldn't have found somebody as hungry in the Lord tonight. If you want to write something down, write this down. It'll, 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 it'll speak to you. It might, even, it might even give you revelations. Listen to this. You cannot be more spiritual than you are scriptural. You cannot be more spiritual than you are scriptural. You better know what your Bible's got to say. Come on, this Bible is yes and amen. It is holy from Genesis all the way to the maps. Come on, church. Come on. Every, every word in this is the word of the living God. Amen. I said this is the word of the living God. Amen. Written by God, not by man. Amen. 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 Oh, we got to give, we got to do it in this word. We got to eat this word. We got to find out what this word's got to say. Because this word will produce faith. And I need to walk by faith, not by sight. I need to walk by faith, not by my troubles. Mm. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not in distress. We are perplexed, yet not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Come on, church. You and I both have been through the battlefield. We've got the battle scars to prove it. We've been on the front lines and we've been fighting the enemy. And we've lost some battles, but I've got news for you. Like Pastor said, we win the war. Come on, I said, we win the war. And the only reason we lost the battle in the past is because we didn't have enough faith, because we didn't have enough word, because we were not scriptural enough. Come on, church. We were walking by what we saw instead of what we know. Come on, you got to forget about what you see and start thinking about what you know. Because what you know is what's going to move you. What you believe is what's going to move you. If you don't believe it, you won't speak it. If you don't believe it, you won't act on it. If you don't believe it, you won't do it. Mm. I come to set somebody free tonight, church. Verse 13 says, we have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. When y'all sung that song Monday night, I like to shout it all over this place. Because we need to speak to the mountain. But listen, we need to have mountain moving faith to speak to the mountain church. Speak to your problem. Oh, brother, I don't want nobody to think I'm crazy. When Jesus says, speak to your problem. Jesus wasn't crazy. Jesus said, you got faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Did he not? Come on. Have you ever seen a grain of a mustard seed? It's just a, it's a tiniest seed of all. All of it can grow up to be one of the biggest and strongest trees. The little old mustard seed. He says, you've got the faith of a grain of a mustard seed. You can speak to the mountain. And it'll pull up its roots and jump to the ocean, praise God. I'm telling you, church, we've got to have mountain moving faith. Speak to the mountain of your problems and command it what to do. Mm. Some of y'all need to hear that again. I said, speak to the mountain of your problem and tell it what to do. Mm. Come on, you speak to your heart. Heart, I command you in the name of Jesus, you're going to beat the way God created you to be. Come on. Ladies, you're going to walk the way God intended for you to walk. Come on, church. 
back. You're going to straighten up and be strong in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But when God created you to do, I'm telling you, church, you've got to talk to it. You've got to talk to it. Come on, the devil's talking to you. You might as well start talking back. Oh, preacher, the devil don't talk. I'm going to listen to the devil. Yes, you do. Come on. Every time you start singing that song, sister was talking about on Monday from Hee Haw. <laughs> I love that part, sister. That was good. Mm. Psalms 116 verse 10 says, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Matthew 12 verse 30, uh, 34 Matthew 12, verse 34 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Listen to the words of Jesus. Out of the abundance of the heart. In other words, the heart is your soul. Out of the abundance of your soul, your mouth will speak. What you believe, you will speak. If you believe you're sick, you'll speak sickness. If you believe you're about to die, you'll start talking death. If you believe your back is in pain, you'll start telling everybody how bad your back is. Come on. If you don't think it's going to get any better, you'll start telling your neighbors how bad it is and it ain't getting no better. Come on. You know, as pastor, I found there's some people I don't want to ask them how they do it. Hello. I don't want to ask them how they're doing because they just, they just might tell you. Come on. He speaks to the water. He speaks life. Mm. Verse 37, it says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Be condemned. 
Church, what are we speaking? What are we speaking? Come on, church. I'll never forget the day I was in the doctor's office. You know, a lot of people think, well, you preachers ain't never gone through nothing. That's why y'all can preach that way. Well, let me tell you about the day that I was sitting in the doctor's office and the doctor walked in and said, Mr. Hendricks, do you have a kidney disease? And I said, not that I know of. And they said, well, why is your kidney showing up on a bone scale? Why is it showing up on the x-ray? It's supposed to be for bones. Your kidney is showing up. Something's wrong with your kidney. And I went to another doctor and another doctor and, and the doctor walked in. I'll never forget the doctor walking in and saying, you got a tumor growing out of your kidney and it might be cancer. We don't know for sure. And, and I hope that you're going to be okay. I'm going to tell you something. When your doctor says, I hope you're going to be okay, that's the moment you fire that doctor and you find you a doctor that trusts Jesus Christ. Come on, yeah. I grew up watching Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I still love Bugs Bunny. My little granddaughter comes over to the house and she wants to watch cartoons. We find Bugs Bunny. Yeah. How many of us remember a little devil on one shoulder and angel on the other? Yeah. I was sitting in the middle of that doctor's office and sure enough, poof, yeah. I got you now. Oh, this is the end. Yeah, come on. Oh, you, got, you heard that C word. You, you got it now. And the doctor says that they hope. You know what that means? That means they don't have confidence that you're going to live long. That little devil just started talking to me. That little devil was old me. And and all that stuff just started flooding my mind. And and all of a sudden, I heard a voice on the inside. Somebody praise God for the Holy Ghost. I said, somebody praise God for the Holy Ghost. Terry, Sister Penny, I didn't even know where the scripture was at. I knew it was in the Bible, but I did not know where it was at. But the Holy Ghost knew. Huh? You see, that's the beautiful thing about the Holy Ghost. If you've ever read it, He can bring it to your memories. But you got to read it. He can bring it to you. I started declaring right there that I was going to live and not die. I began to encourage my doctor. I told my doctor, I ain't got time for this. I'm too young to die. I got to see my grandchildren grow up. I got to preach the gospel. I got too much work to do to go now. Let me tell you something, church. That's been over seven years ago. Amen. I learned right then. My wife's holding up fingers. What was that? Nine, nine years ago. Nine years ago. I've been prophesying over myself ever since. Church, we got to learn to prophesy over ourselves that we shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You see, brother, I believe this thing. This ain't something I'm playing with. This is something I'm living. I believe in living by faith. I believe in speaking forth the word of God. Come on. I believe in speaking forth the word of God. Hmm. Let me go ahead and tell you, I'm not talking about naming and claiming it either. I'm talking about speaking the word. Come on. 
I ain't talking about God going to give me a Cadillac and all that. I'm talking about speaking the word of God. I ain't talking about put a dollar in the offering plate and God going to turn it into a million dollars. I'm speaking the word of God. Amen. I'm going to name it and proclaim the word of the living God. Because this word is yes and amen. And is the sword of Christ, church. Mm. We're not moved by what we see. We cannot be moved by what we hear. We can only be moved by the word of the living God and by the Holy Ghost. Mm. Hallelujah. Blessings and curses are in our mouth, church. Faith believes. Faith speaks. And faith acts. It's not just enough to be a believer. It's not enough to be a speaker. You've got to be a doer of the word of God. You got to do what the Word of God tells you to do, church. Mm. Faith believes, faith speaks, and faith acts. If you don't believe it, you won't speak it. And you certainly won't do it. Come on, church. The question is, what do you believe? What do you believe? I, I find it amazing that some people don't believe that Jesus Christ heals today. You know, Pastor, I have actually found that people have uh, gotten mad at me because I had the nerve to tell them in their sickness that Jesus could heal them. Yeah. Y'all shocked too, huh? just like I felt. What? Yeah. Have you lost your mind? Yeah. Amen. You're sick. You know you're going to die. And you're offended that I'm telling you that Jesus can heal your body and you can live longer. Yeah. You see, what they believe is what they speak. They're moved by what they believe. I praise God today that not only do I know that 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 Jesus is the healer of the day. But he's also my provider. He takes care of me, church. I said he takes care of me. Come on. He takes care of me. Mm. Just today, my daughter calls it early this morning. Yeah. Says, Mama, the air conditioner's out. I'm going to call the air conditioner man. Yeah. Well, you know what daddy was thinking. Cha-ching, cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching. Uh, Has anybody in this church ever heard of getting a home air conditioner fixed for $110? Yeah. Oh, come on. Don't tell me my God can't provide. Yeah. Hallelujah. We had a little, listen, I'm a tithe payer. I believe in, in God supernaturally supplying my needs. But he don't have to put the money in my hand. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes God can open up a window and pull you out a blessing and it ain't got nothing to do with cash. We had a little lady in our church. We were getting ready to have a yard sale. She said, preacher, I need you to come by and send, or send somebody by and pick up our dryer. We want to give you, we want to give a dryer to the yard sale. The women have the yard sale and yeah, the church and it's all right. So I sent a brother by there. He picked up the dryer. And he brought it to the back of the church and I saw it sitting out there in the church. And all right, well, with the dryer, she will put that in the yard sale. Let me tell you, two days later, my wife and our dryer, her dryer, not my wife, well, you know, her dryer, not mine, you know what I'm saying. Her dryer went out. Two days later. Yeah. Oh, brother. Yeah, come on, man. All I had to do was go pick up that dryer. That's right. All I had to do was fill it over. All I had to do was plug it in. Yeah. All I had to do was put the clothes in. Yeah. And he just broke the dryer out of the way. Yeah. Listen, I didn't have to call a repair man, praise God. I didn't have to go shopping for it, praise yeah. God. 
See, God used my dryer was about to go out. Yeah. And he provided the dryer for me, so I had no stress. My God is a mountain-moving God. He's a provider today. He's my best friend. He's my Lord and my King. Oh, church, I love my Jesus. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, verse 10, it says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, and even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Raise your hand if you've ever heard this before. Raise the other hand if you've read it before. Okay, all right, we'll make sure you're with me. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Am I right? Now let me give you some revelation. Let me go ahead and tell you that with the heart, man believeth unto healing. With the heart, man believeth unto deliverance. With the heart, man believeth, come on, into supernatural provision from God. And with the mouth, healing comes. And with the mouth of faith, listen to me, the mouth of faith, mm, the same way you got saved is the same way you get healed. The same way you got saved. The same way you get saved, and the same way God supernaturally provides your your finances. The same way you got saved is the same way God does everything in your life. Mm. Why is that so hard to believe? Why is that so hard to believe? We we can believe it for salvation. Why can't we believe it for everything else? You know why? Because the devil's got our ear. Come on. He's got our ear. And, he, and he's putting the bad seeds of doubt and unbelief and all that stuff in there. Yeah. Let me tell you, we need to get, get the devil out of our ear. I'm not moved by what I hear. Yeah. I'm not moved by yeah. what I see. I'm only moved by the word of God and the speaking of the Holy Ghost in a church. Mm. Psalms 107 verse 2. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Has there anybody been redeemed in the house of the Lord? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The problem is, you think you've got to experience the redeeming part before you say so. Turn it around, church, and speak a say so before you From the hand of the enemy. Yeah. Oh, come on, church. Yeah. This ain't just about your testimony. This is about your profession. Yeah. This is about your confession. Yeah. This is about your faith. Come on. Yeah. Your faith being spoken. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. I declare today in the name of Yeshua. I declare today in the name of Jesus Christ yeah. that this house yeah. is a front gate yeah. for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And this house. Church. Mm. 
How many of you know I ain't talking about the brick building? I'm talking about you. Because you are the church. You are the body of Christ. Woo, church. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're going to leave the big churches because they ain't finding truth. They're going to look for you because they're looking for a church with truth. Why you listen to me? There's going to be people start coming in. Oh, I pray to me two by two. Listen, I was told a long time ago when they come in four by four and eight by eight and ten by ten, they leave four by four and eight by eight and ten by ten. You want to come in two by two? Come on, church. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Let the healed man say so. Let the bound man say I'm redeemed. Come on, church. Let the crippled man say I can walk. Come on, church. Let the, let the depressed man say I have joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Mm. What are you battling, church? What are you battling, church? Whatever you're battling, you need to speak to it and speak the word of faith to it in the name of Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. I said the Spirit of the Lord and His anointing is in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is here to preach the gospel to the poor, to tell them they don't have to be poor no more. Mm. Hallelujah. How many of y'all got the Holy Ghost? I was reading over in Isaiah last month. I can't tell you exactly where we're at right now, but I was reading Isaiah, so trust me, it's in there. I was reading over there where it started talking about the living waters. And the healing of the nations were coming through the living waters. And it also said that they wouldn't be nourished. Yeah. Nourished. Jesus said, told the disciples, I have food that you know not of. They begin to argue among themselves, who has been here to feed the Lord? He says, I have food that you know not of. Where did he get this food? Where did he get this nourishment? He got it straight from the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost can take away the hunger pains. He can take away the hunger on the inside of you, the physical hunger of lack of food. The Holy Ghost can take it all away. And the Holy Ghost can sustain you. And the scripture says that even their bones became fat. By the living waters. Mm. That means that you can go on a fast and not lose weight. Because the living waters inside of you will sustain you. Mm, I'm telling you, church. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper in this living water. Let's get out in the waters of Ezekiel. Oh, hallelujah. The waters of Ezekiel. How many of y'all heard that story before? How the angel took Ezekiel out. Took him out and began to measure the waters. He measured a thousand cubits. I didn't know what a cubit was because I grew up in Alabama. Not Georgia, by the way. Colin, Alabama. <laughs> I didn't know what a cubit was. So I had to look it up. I found out that a cubit is 1,000 meters long. It's 1,000 meters wide. It's 1,000 meters 
high. Woo, glory to God. Mm. So the angel took his issue out. He measured out the water, looked out the cubit. He walked from the bank to church. You got to get off the bank and get into the water. Yeah. There's too many people in the church. So the spirit will operate in this place like popcorn. Come on. And the end time harvest is requiring it. The end time harvest is requiring it. God is about to send people that need to be healed. And then listen, Smith Wigglesworth said in the last days, in the last revival, they would empty out the hospitals and bring them to the house of God because the doctors are giving up. But only the God and the anointing oil and the prayer of the saints are going to be able to heal the sick. I'm telling you, church, revival is coming to those that are sick. But it's going to take some swimmers in the spirit to get the work done. Yeah. Swimmers in the spirit to get the work done. Yeah. You say, well, preacher, I, I want to swim in the spirit. 
How come I can't swim in the spirit? Because the, the weight of sin is still holding you down. You've got to cut the cords of sin and get it out of your life. That's, that's holiness or it's hell. You've got to have holiness in our lives, church. Sin will hold us down and sin will keep us back from the things of God. We've got to cut the cords of sin and get out there in the, in the water that floods, church. Mm. A, wor- a world in crisis. Needs a church in revival. Amen. Listen to me. A world in crisis needs a church in revival. Amen. If we've ever been in a crisis, it's right now. Amen. When we're killing the babies in the elementary schools. When we're running out of baby formula. Yeah. When we're invading other countries and we start talking about food crisis around the world. I want to tell you, Jesus is coming. Yeah. And the world is in crisis. And the answer is not the President of the United States. The answer is no country. The answer definitely is not one world government. The only answer is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And His kingdom will come. And His kingdom will come. Oh, send the kingdom, God. Send the kingdom. Because it's only the kingdom of righteousness that will save us now. The kingdom of righteousness is coming, church. Hmm. I said, I declare today that you are in revival. Just because Thursday come and Thursday go does not mean revival is going to end in this place. Come on. If God can do it down in Pensacola, down there in that little little church down there, uh, Browns, but y'all remember that story. If God can do it down there and people coming from around the world to that little place, amen. What makes you think He can't send people from around the world to Paris, Tennessee? To come all the way over here on Westwood Avenue. My God can do anything, church. People are saved and healed and delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other name more powerful than the name of Jesus. I like to call him by his Hebrew name. I want to call him what Mary called him. I call him Yeshua. That's his Hebrew name. Mm. Confess his name today, church. There's power in name. Let's get deeper in the word. Let's get deeper in the spirit. Because we cannot be more spiritual than we are scriptural. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, my last scripture for you tonight. Revelation chapter, chapter 12, verse 11. Listen to the words of Jesus. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I want you to notice tonight that the scripture does not say by the word of Jesus' testimony. It does not say by the word of Moses' testimony. It don't even say by the words of grandma's testimony. Come on. Amen. It says by the words of your testimony. There's only two ways you're going to overcome the devil. And that's by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of your testimony, church. The word of your testimony. Your testimony. And God will defeat the devil every time. And every time he tries to tell you about your past. Yeah, yeah. Come on, church. The 
testimony. Let me encourage you to remember your testimonies. God has already brought you too far. Oh, come on, church. He's already brought you too far since you let you down now. He's already brought us too far. Come on, church. And give up now. He's already brought us through the pains and the agonies. Some of you have been in in major car wrecks, motorcycle wrecks, and you're still here. You don't hit a deer 60 miles an hour. That's like hitting a brick wall. That's like running to a brick wall at 60 miles. And I ain't talking about being in a car. I'm talking about a two-wheel cycle. Come on, church. It was two wheels, right? It's one wheel now, right? You done been through car wrecks. You've been through heartbreaks in your families. You've been through job losses. You've been through bankruptcies. You've been through divorce. You've been through death in the family. Some of you have even buried your children. I want to tell you, church. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget your testimonies on how you came through. Yeah, come on. Don't forget your testimonies on what God did yesterday. Yeah, come on. Don't forget your testimonies. I'll never forget my testimony.
She began to remember the faithfulness of God. She began to remember all the provision, how God brought them out from the, from the land. They didn't have that much, and God had just kept increasing them, and how rich Abraham was, and, and how he defeated the enemy. And she began to think about all the battles. And the Bible says that she judged God faithful, good promise. Yeah. Paul, church, can't be judging faithful. Can't be judging faithful. Yeah. You see, it was the memories of the testimonies of the past that put her into a place that she could finally receive from heaven and have the promised child Isaac. Some of you need to get to that place right now before the throne of God and say, I judge God faithful yeah. right now. My God can provide. He can perform the word in my life. My God will see me through. It may look dark. I may have to take my eyes off of the problem. I may have to stick my fingers in my ear.
Don't leave this place the way you came in. Get your face stirred up, church. Whatever it is you need from heaven today, won't you come? The sisters are playing. I'm singing, won't you come? Whatever you need from heaven today, won't you come?